You are listening to The Universal Mindset, and I'm your host, Michael Jinks, dedicated to opening up your mind, heart, and soul. I'll talk to you about the mistakes I've made, the lessons I've learned, and ultimately the happiness I've found by surrendering control to the universe and following my universal calling. Thanks so much for coming back to this uh, third podcast. I debated whether I should uh, go with my episode on surrender or talk about unlocking my mind. And I just found that this episode in particular is so important and has so much value because it's really where I unlocked my own doubt trauma, where I unlocked something that was holding me back, where I had told myself I I couldn't do it. I doubted myself. And it's definitely an experience that I want my uh, listeners to hear. I know you'll love it. Also, I'm officially on Apple Podcasts now. Hooray. Feels like such a big accomplishment. Uh, I had told users to leave a review at the end, and it doesn't seem that Spotify has a review feature. So please, uh, if you'd like to leave a review review for me, uh, please leave it on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again. Enjoy the episode. This podcast about unlocking our minds is because of an experience that I had yesterday. I was so overwhelmed by it in the end because I saw the magnitude of what happened. And honestly, I rushed in to to create this episode yesterday. <laughs> and then my parents came here and they started, Mike, Mike. And then my dog starts barking and... I I was so frustrated because I was, you know, a few minutes into it and I thought it was coming out so well and so beautifully. And to another point, I think this is the point of true surrender where I did have some initial frustrations and then I was like, "You know what? I'm sorry. Like I I'm sorry because I came out and I was like, "Why were you, why'd you why did you do that? Like you knew I was recording a podcast. I had told you if you came over." And yet this is those points of true surrender that, you know, surrender that I've talked about early, early in these podcasts, which is that what is, is, and what happened, happened for a purpose. And for whatever reason, you know, whatever way, even though I was so happy with it, whatever way I was going with this episode yesterday, wasn't meant to be the way that I was supposed to deliver it, I really feel. And because of that, I have had some additional insights, like digging into this experience yesterday further and further and, and really trying to understand it and explain it and, and hopefully, you know, best explain it to, to you guys, the listeners, you people. Um, so it began with a simple conversation with a friend of mine, and I was telling him that I had recorded about, you know, 12 podcasts so far, that I was getting ready to launch it. And he had asked if he thought that I needed to record more um, just in case life happens, right? I mean, shit does happen. Things get in the way. And, and I do, I recognize my own tendencies to when I am good, when I am excited, I am go. Like I am focused. I am driven. And then just like everybody else in life, life hits and you get knocked over and it's hard to pick yourself back up. But I felt like over this last week that I've really been establishing 
the proper patterns that I need to get back on my feet, even when these things happen to not be too hard on myself, that if there is a day that I need to unwind, that I allow myself to have that day. And I take that day and I recognize the importance in that day. And I'm present in that day. Even if that day is me sitting around mindlessly doing nothing, me needing a day to watch TV all day, to just sit back, relax, sleep, whatever it is, be present in that day, knowing that you have other days to now get refocused. And so as I'm thinking about this question of like, you know, do you think you need some more to be ready? You know, I'm thinking, where do these, and it's something I've been thinking this whole year is like, where do these little bits of our own internal doubt come from? And I talked about this earlier in that power of words where it's like, are the words that we're saying, especially the words we're saying to ourself are coming from a place like this, this place of doubt. And if we're saying the words like, I hope I can do this, there is this little bit of, of doubt that is now being presented to us in the words that we speak. And so I've really thought a lot this year about this doubt. And, and this was the first time I went into it. I'm just sitting on the edge of my bed thinking, where does my internal doubt come from? And I spoke on another podcast about that trauma that I was able to work, uh, I was able to work through with the help of my friend Tiffany that brought me to an older memory that I had where I, I realized I was still holding on to some negativity within that memory uh, with my father and that, you know, learning how to release that had changed my willingness to love and the amount of love that I'm willing to give to him. And I'm thinking like, why can't that also be the same with this? Like, are there some negative memories that have caused me to doubt myself? And I'm just sitting on the edge of my bed, kind of going back in time, just trying to think of like, what things have happened in my life where I did doubt myself? And I immediately thought back to this experience that I had in a science fair. And I mean, as, as people say, like you, the spirit over you, spirit overtakes you or like, you know, for me, I look at it as like my intuition knew in that moment that this was a core memory that I was holding onto. And I was just flooded with emotion. And from that second, I began about a 20 to 30 minute cry session because I knew the importance and the magnitude of this moment that I was thinking about. And I knew what I was about to release. And I almost had to like stop myself from getting so far ahead of myself in thinking, you know, I actually knew that I had to work through it. I had to work through the whole part of this memory and not just recognize it as powerful. And yes, I, I'm going to release this, but work through that whole individual piece of it. And how the memory goes is I was always very gifted uh, in, you know, I've always had an amazing mind. I'm so grateful uh, for, you know, my parents and for what they've given me and for my upbringing and everything uh, all, you know, everything transitioned to, you know, just me being a very, very talented young kid. And I think, you know, I, for a long time, it was always recognized by others. And, and when you're young, especially you take power, you, t you get empowered when you hear other people's critiques of you. Right. And so it's like, I, as I'm this young child, just like coming into this world. And, and at this point I'm in third grade 
and I've just been hearing about how special you are and how gifted you are, and, and I'm feeling empowered and empowered by that. At this one point, I was put into a uh, like a gifted learning uh, class, I would say, from my school. And this had, this had students uh, of every grade in it. And so there were plenty, and, and I would say most of the students in that were older. Uh, were older than me. And I don't remember, you know, all of the people in it, there certainly could have been some younger than me as well. But, you know, I remember seeing all of these older kids in there. And one of the first things that we were doing in there was to do a uh, science fair. And I think, you know, by this point in my life, like I have not really explored science much, right? By third grade, it's like you are, you, you learn some of the basic concepts you know, math is math and reading are such a core part of our education so young. And so, you know, you're, you're touching on these subjects, but not really. And so I, I don't really know what happened for me, but what I do remember is coming to my mom in panic the night before, um, the night before the science fair. And I had forgotten all about it. And this is where I even gained this extreme love for my mother uh, within it, because I'm also looking now at like, wow, look at what she did for me. And so my mom, you know, what, what we did at that time was not science at all, but yet it's so beautiful to look at it. You know, it's like, uh, so what we did is, I, I don't know if you remember the old, like old printers and they had those edges that you kind of ripped off. <laughs> So what we did is we took those edges and then, you know how you like, you start stacking them, you take two of them and you put them together at a point and then you stack one on top of the other and stack one on top of the other. And it kind of creates this like spring that you can like separate and pull apart. And we basically created this spring like heart and, and laid it down on a piece of paper. And, you know, like <laughs> looking at it now, it's just so beautifully creative art wise, and yet has literally nothing to do with science. Um, and I remember taking that in and getting made fun of by the other kids and, you know, getting kind of like reprimanded by uh, the teacher in a way. I, I don't necessarily want to speak to exactly what happened because I don't remember it perfectly, but I just remember this like really overcome feeling of like shame that like, you know, wow, this is what happened. And wow, to like, to now look back at that memory and be like, wow, this was one of my first like instances of doubt where it's like, maybe I can't, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. Maybe I can't do all the things I think I can do. And yet now to like go back to that and really analyze what the true lessons of that were, because as a child, when you are in trauma, you are not looking at these lessons. And, and even as adults, when we, when we have these major traumas that happen to us, they, in, they invoke so much emotion. They invoke so much power that we have to give to this so much that comes up into our mind. And we are completely unable to comprehend what led to this, what, uh, you know, what is going on with the, all the different people in the story? What, what did you do or not do as part of this story? Like, what is your fault in this? And, and we're just not thinking of that. And so this major trauma forms. And in this case, it was a major doubt trauma for me, something that I had no idea would hold such strong presence in my life that 
These are the beginnings. These are the foundations being laid that are creating doubt in my mind of what I can and cannot do. And so to now be able to analyze these experiences as, okay, let's look at what did I do? Like, what, where did I go wrong? And I'm looking at this thinking like, you were just not prepared at all. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure we would have had at least, you know, one to four weeks to get this ready. And my total lack of preparedness is what showed here. And here also is where these traumas may have now magnified for me also, because I actually do have, you know, I look at the history of, of, you know, mistakes I've made and things that I've done. And I do have a pattern of wanting to be overprepared. And, you know, I, I actually, I'm able to kind of like advise a lot of other people in terms of like, you just got to launch it and see what happens. But for some reason, if it's anything that's completely my own, I do feel like extra, I want to be extra prepared for it because, you know, I don't know if I can do it maybe in a way. So I want to like extra preparing is showing that like I can do it. And I was even that way with this podcast. Uh, my original thought was to have 30 of them and I want to release them every three days. And that was basically giving me a 10 week runway in case, you know, life happened and I had to kind of pull away for a bit, but God, for me, I look at these now and I'm just like, they are so, as long as I'm able to maintain and stay in heart space, like these are so easy for me. It's so fun to just see things that are happening in my day to like see what thoughts are, are coming to my mind, knowing that, yes, I can go talk about that. I can just go, go get that out. I love to talk. I love to, I love to dig deep into things. I love to look at the meaning of things. And so it seems like almost like no matter what happened to me, in a 10 week span, it would be so difficult for me to not be able to come up with some kind of recording now three or four times a week. And I think, you know, that, that ultimate preparedness was kind of pushing me from wanting to launch this. And now, you know, by the time you'll listen to this, it, it should be launched by, you know, four or three or four week sessions by this point. But now to look at that memory and be like, wow, like that is the lesson preparedness is the lesson, not doubt, not that you couldn't do something. Of course you could do it. Third grader with not a lot of experience in science. Like I would have had to take even more time than some of the fifth and sixth grade kids that I was competing against because I just didn't have the knowledge at that time. And, and rather than probably seeing how difficult that was and just kind of like allowing myself to, to not focus on it, I totally didn't focus on it until the night before. And then, like I said, to look at now what my mother did for me in that moment. And, you know, I was just like, I have a mom that has this young, what would I have been, nine, 10 year old child coming to her in panic that I have this science fair tomorrow that I have to get something for. You know, my mom is such a, an amazing woman that loves so much, but you know, she doesn't have like scientific, that type of background. Her background has always been in, in helping people. And she was uh, a nurse for 35 years. And it's like, all she knows is love and, and art and beauty and like that. And, and for her to, you know, help me create this like beautiful art project in a way was such a moment, <laughs> you know, just like, I'm looking at it like, mom, thank you. Like, I can't believe that, you know, of course, like, all you can do is the best you can do. And when you had this crying, panicky child 
who would have been coming to you and had no idea what to do, you did all you knew how to do. And you did that out of so much love for me. And, you know, to, to now look at that, it's like even, even healing, not, not healing bonds, but making bonds even stronger, stronger with my mother to see all these different things that she did with me and for me as a child. And to be able to look at those and, and look at, you know, the bonds I want to create. And then I started to go deeper. I started to realize that like, wow, I just unlocked my own trauma. Now before, with the help of my friend Tiffany, she was kind of able to like talk me through and walk me through healing that trauma that I didn't realize I had with my father. And now here I am myself sitting on the edge of my bed, able to ask the right questions to myself. Keep in mind, I was talking out loud most of this time. It was almost like that conversation. I had almost, I mean, in reality, we are almost two people. We look at ourselves as another person. Like, why did you do this? Why did you, you know, it's like, it's like we look at ourselves as two people. And because of that, we're able to walk ourselves through this, you know, if we're in the right spot, like if we're in the right frame of mind. And I realized how much power there now is in unlocking my own traumas and unlocking my own issues. And because of that, I realized the magnitude of what I'm now able to unlock, which is my whole mind. Can you imagine a mind with no doubt? Can you imagine a mind that has zero limitations. I mean, like, you know, I was talking to my dad about this and he, he even wants me to kind of cast a little doubt on the doubt because he's like, well, you can't just say like, I want to be an NBA player. And you're right. Like those kind of things just aren't realistic, but I'm telling my dad, like, look, I'm casting doubt on everything that I know that I can do. Like, I know I can write a book. I know I can create a successful podcast. I know I can have an amazing coaching program. I know I can make an impact on this world. I know I can do public speaking. And removing every shred of little bit of doubt that is holding me back from that. I mean, it's like, it's like I just unlocked everything. And yet I realize... There is so much to unlock, and I will likely never unlock everything. And that just made me even that much more excited. I'm such an achievement-driven person. I'm such a, a not necessarily goal-oriented, but I just I know when I see something that I want to achieve, I just go. And now to see that like my mind is an endless set of achievements that I can go in and start unlocking these bits and pieces that are holding me back. Oh, I was just flooded with so much emotion knowing how much work I could now do. And then at the same time, I was talking to myself saying, but keep in mind, it's not about the end. It's about the now. And what's so beautiful about not knowing the end is the now can be whatever we feel it needs to be. There is no specific end for this. And because of that, I'm able to add pieces that I want to go. If I feel the intuition that I need to move in this direction, I can move in that direction. 
knowing that this is all part of the greater process and that there is no more important time than the now. That podcast where I talked about the power of being present, that is why it is so important. Every time we think, like say we're in the shower, we're thinking about getting to work. While we're at work, we're thinking about coming home to our kids. While we're you know here with our kids, we're thinking about how tired we are and that we want to go to sleep. You know, it's just like we are never involved in the present moment. And yet, when we are truly in tune with that present moment, when we are truly in tune with our bodies, with our mind, with our soul, we can unlock things. I looked at this as like a giant, you know, airport locker, you know, set of lockers. And I was just like, look, I just like opened this major, this one locker. And it was like, I just gained it. I just gained everything that was inside this locker. It's like, now I see a huge set of lockers. And it's like, I need to go find the keys. And that was so exciting to me. It's like, wow, you know, now I can just go discover things. Like next time, you know, I'm starting to honestly look back at like any negative memories that I had and try and figure out like, what was the purpose of that? Like, why do I, why am I still holding on to that negative memory? And not looking at that memory as like fully positive, not even just that it happened and I accept it, but like looking at the true positive of what that memory has done now for you and where you can go having released that memory and seeing the beauty in it. This is where I say, unlock your mind. We are our own worst enemy. I had this beautiful chat with my son yesterday and I was saying, we have so many other people telling us we're not enough. We have so many other people telling us things that we can't do. Don't ever fucking let that be yourself. Don't you ever be the one that's limiting your potential. Oh, so excited. I love, I love the thought of unlocking my mind. I love the thought of all of us potentially unlocking ours. I really hope that you gained as much from this as I did in the process. I really hope you take it on yourself to start questioning, you know, if anything comes up, if some kind of doubt comes up, if some kind of limitation in your mind comes up, really try and focus back on like what memory might might be holding that for me. It's not an easy process to learn from the beginning. It's, it may be a process that you you know, that you have to have other people do for you. It's a process that I'm really learning uh, to do for other people. And for me, you know, I'm learning to just ask the right questions. And so, you know, don't ever think that you know the answer, like be asking yourself the questions. And that's all, all I try and do as a coach too, for people and helping them unlock these traumas is just simply being willing to ask, being willing to ask the right questions that ultimately leads them to unlocking it for themselves. Anytime I fight, feel like I have an expectation of what they're trying to unlock, I feel like I lead it the wrong way because I'm trying to control that for them. When in actuality, we just have to ask the right questions. Like, what's holding me back? Like, wow, what, what is my earliest memory of this? Like, what? Because what, what you find out is you start having a pattern of that where you have one time you doubted and then you have another time you doubted, then you have another time you doubted. And honestly, if we can unlock that original first, first memory of doubt, that unlocks pretty much all the rest. We may have to go back and address them at some point in some small way, but like if we unlock that earliest piece, we can now look at all the other ones as simply, oh, these were just, you know, these these were, you know, adding on top, but they were exponentially growing. The more I fed into doubt, the more it was able to grow. 
anyhow, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was fucking incredible for me. I, I seriously, I, I love doing what I'm doing. I hope all of you love hearing it as much as I love telling it. Either way, this is so beneficial for me. Such a healing process for me to be able to talk it out like this. I love you all so much. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Universal Mindset. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with any other people that you believe need to hear it. For this and all other episodes and to find additional content, please visit theuniversalmindset.com. Thanks again for listening, and I love you all so much.